Got to How's everybody? How's everybody? No, let me start over. Ready? Hey, how you doing? Welcome to hey, Find how Yourself you doing? Podcast. I'm Tony. I'm B. And I'm Bob. And that's Bob. Bob All wants right. to say. How's everybody doing? Yeah, what's, what's Bob? What's so funny about peace, love, and understanding? Elvis Costello. Oh, great song. Great song. That was my midnight album back in the day when I worked at A&P, the night shift, and I would go up to the front office and over the <laughs> PA system, put a... Uh, Elvis Costello on. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was like uh, Allison's. Uh, uh, was it? Allison. Uh, no, oh, Allison, which was, which was a fantastic, which Allison. was a fantastic. Yeah, My great. It's true. And then uh, Oliver's Army. There was a whole list of. Uh, Veronica's a great song. Veronica. Too. My grandmother's oh, name Veronica. Really? Yeah. yeah. Veronica. Cool. Great his, song. His great wife, song. I forget her name. She's a really great, like, jazz, like, um, sings the old standard songs, mm-hmm. plays the piano. Oh, I think I know who that is. Oh, man. I was uh, in the world all the time. Yeah, Elvis? Right. Elvis Costello's wife? Yeah. No kidding. Yeah, I think I saw that somewhere. Man. All right. Uh, so you guys are doing well? Yeah. Okay. Doing Everything cool since well. last time we met? Everything is cool. cool. Okay. Anybody see uh, Top Gun? Maverick. No interest. I did. I saw it. My oh, daughter, okay. my daughter talking for a late Father's Day thing. We had some... Uh, Excellente Mexican food prior. It's excellente. Uh, is it? Yeah. No. Excellente, excellente. <laughs> I have hey, no clue. I have no clue as well. And who um, was sitting behind you? It wasn't father. <laughs> it wasn't brother laughing at the uh, exorcist. Yeah, right. He wasn't there. Um, good movie. A lot of action. Uh, weak, weak plot, if you will. Uh, but, you know, who's there to, to see the plot? I'm there to see the F-18s. Yeah, cool, cool playing stuff. You're a playing guy. I am a playing guy. Anything that flies, I'm obsessed with, yeah. but especially when it comes to fighter. I'm kind of a train guy myself. Train ooh, guy? Ooh, I, guess ooh. what? My grandfather was in a, a, a brakeman on the B&O Railroad, so yes. My I'm father also, worked uh, for Reading Railroad. Did he? My grandfather worked for Pennsylvania Railroad. How about that, Maples? Didn't know that. And I think I told you before, I have a picture of my father and his whole crew. He was about 17. Oh, so this was yeah. about 1947. Standing me. in front of, a, That's cool. of an engine that they worked on. It's an old steam engine. Very I cool. got to find the picture. It's I was. Uh, I remember one time with my mother and father and my little sister heading towards the McDade Mall on South Avenue, right by Interboro track. And the uh, the gates went down for the freight train to come by. And as white as a ghost, there's my grandfather looking at us because he's never seen us while he was at work. Well, and there he was oh, on the cool. train. That's CSX never, line, isn't it? Now, yeah, but Boeing. I mean, excuse me, but B and O would use that. Right, Baltimore. Yeah, Baltimore and Ohio. Oh, that's cool. Very, yeah. very. What a, a cool moment. Every I think about it often. Yeah, you know, yeah. he was a cool guy. That's great. So, uh, but uh, back to that night. Um, I just have something I need to share to you. There's millions and millions of dollars to be made for a very. Uh, advantageous or uh, thoughtful person who wants to invent it. I, and it's not we don't like we don't have the technology. I had a problem the other night. And the problem was sitting in a Mexican restaurant reading the menu and not having a clue like what I was looking at. And there was only one picture. And that was of a fish with some refried beans next to it or whatever, a little bit of salsa on the fish. I'm like, we are in modern times right now where there should be a photo menu Sure. Uh, you know, if you're scanning, if they, you have to, you can scan the QR code. And why can't a photo menu come up with absolutely every product that you're selling associated with the menu? I just don't know. Chaps my ass, number 14. Chaps. We're going to go, we're having, we're having a list here. We're things, learning things, things that, that chap Tony's age. Ticks, <laughs> mosquitoes, and a menu that I, dan- I cannot understand. It goes for the same with Chinese restaurant, but imagine that. You pull up your menu on a, uh, the QR code. And there it is. It's a picture. Oh, what's this? Here it is. This is exactly what it is. So when you're telling me what it is. That is a good can, idea. Oh, we good have idea. that technology right now. Why are we not implementing that? So um, 
I can't claim any of that, but whoever whoever does that, could you give me like one, one half of a percent? Well, when they steal it off your, eh, they're going to steal it out there. Hey, well, I, you I, said I, the Chinese menu reminded me of something crazy and dumb I did. Go before. ahead. I don't know why. I was messing with my iPod Classic. Yeah. Okay. And I go in all the settings and blah blah blah. I know what you bah. did. I know what you did. And I changed. Yep. I changed the language, the language to Chinese. To Chinese. <laughs> and I was like, you uh, idiot. Like. Yeah, it happens, man. I mean, Spanish, I can kind of figure out. German, I can kind of figure out how to get back. French, you name it. Italian. When you start looking at krill, it's like, what? I I went to Chinese and I almost, oh my God. Forget about it. I still don't forgive myself for that. That's hilarious. Took me a couple days to get lucky. Oh, boy. Well, anyway, here we are. I was Um, up all night to get lucky. And you didn't get lucky. to get lucky. (laughs) (laughs) Everything's music. And I'm going to, oh, I'm not going to tell you what I'm I'm cursed. I'm doing something different tonight. You're not, maybe you might. Figure it out. Okay. I'm not telling you. There you go. You'll just have to be very attuned to what I'm doing. All right. Anyway, influential sports figures of our time. That's what we're going to talk about on this first show, uh, folks. Episode 13. Um, what do they have to overcome? You'll, you'll, we'll find this common commonality between, I think, every name that we're about to mention and everybody that we're about to talk uh, about. Uh, what I was looking for when I posed this question to you guys was name an athlete that not only dominated maybe in their sport, or maybe they didn't even dominate, but what they did in their personal life had a positive effect or a major effect on the world around them. Um, and let's take it from there. Anybody want to go first and talk about somebody they're thinking about? I can uh, kind of go first, I guess. Knock yourself out. <clears throat> I've got a guy, and uh, it, it kind of, it's not Brian Piccolo. I love I, Brian Piccolo. I love Brian Piccolo. <laughs> um, it kind of touches at your your heartstrings there a little bit. Um, it was Pat Tillman. Mm-hmm. Oh. I mean, what a courageous guy. Yeah. Who, you know, he went to Arizona State, and I think he played linebacker there. And uh, the coaches told him he was a little small, you know, so he kind of had a chip on his shoulder <clears throat> in a good way. Yep. Um, he got a contract. $3.6 million. At- Well, to, his to, his to extension get, was. Th- I did think. I steal your guy? No. Okay. Um, you just know I did. Did I, I? No, you did not. I, I did, did. I did research over the okay. past couple days. A couple okay. days. I. But anyway, it, it, but he's, he's always a, he's been, a good guy. He's a he's always been a. And I think I the world, to. especially some of these big companies, which I'm not going to name, missed a golden opportunity to have a commercial with this guy saying, even if it means sacrificing everything, they did it with the wrong guy. This guy literally sacrificed everything, mm. and he he didn't have to do that. No, he at did all. not. I mean, he he was told he's too small to play in the NFL, blah, because he was only like five eleven, like yeah. two oh five or but something. But when you that. look at him, you, you know, if he you had didn't that chisel, oh, he had that chisel like face, like he was going to take you apart. Yeah, he could rip you apart. Right? And he wound up playing Unit. safety for the Arizona Cardinals. So what did he play? Two years with them it or, might have been three maybe okay. i'm thinking and then he and then he walked away from a 3.6 million dollar extension i guess or a contract which is a to serve money. in the army yeah. because of what happened with 9-11 yes which is that that type of sacrifice just doesn't happen these days you don't hear about somebody that patriotic and i actually so i mentioned i, I had it written down on my paperwork to actually bring him over even to the second episode tonight in regards to patriotism. Okay. So he, he's, he's a crossover, a, right? He is a crossover because I think that is like just an incredible, um, we don't see that level of patriotism these days, not, especially not from a young kid. 
and not and somebody who came from meager means. I mean, it's not like he was loaded. And you know, he he literally wanted to serve his country. Yes. And gave up $3.6 million to do it. And he died on April 22nd, Yeah, 2000. sadly, a friendly fire. I mean, yes. that was tragic. Yes. But war is a dangerous... And he knew that going in. He, he was ready to accept he, all that, and he did accept all which that. Which is, that type of bravery and that type of selflessness is, on. you know, it's not common. And I think a lot of people, uh, you know, especially today's age, could look to somebody like that and say, you know what, I should shut up and be thankful for what I have. Well, that's that's a... That's a role model, a true role model. Sure is. That I don't know why, but those types of people don't really get glorified these days. It's other types of people that you know that they turn your attention towards, um, but not somebody like him. I, I don't get it. I don't understand that. But uh, you, you know, some people. Let me say this: maybe people who are easily led could be led to to. to um, what do you call that? Idolize somebody else. Sure. But and people who have their head together that can identify right. and they people, can see. People, yeah. some, you know, we think that everybody's stupid walking the face of the earth. That's not, you know, I don't care who tells me to look at, watch what movie or buy this car or whatever. I'm not listening to any of them people. I'm making my own decisions. Yeah. So an informed decision. Informed decision. Right, exactly. So I think there's plenty of people that made informed decisions to say this guy is an excellent role model. Sure. You know, and then. And apparently none of them work for these big companies. Yeah, well. You know, None, that's not one. You, you know what? They go with, uh, they jump on board with the wagon, what's hot, what's popular and what's hot that moment. You know what I mean? And they ride it. So, okay, buddy, you're being quiet. Bob's been yeah. awful quiet. No, I'm, I'm listening. I don't, I don't, I don't recall you taking sleeping pills. Or whatever. <laughs> He's afraid to cough tonight. He's afraid to cough. All right, let's all cough one for Bob. <laughs> <laughs> We're good. <clears throat> go ahead, sir. So, you, got, so you, want, you have more on batter. No, that's all I just wanted to touch on. on. Okay. Mr. You got it. You got an, an, another. Oh, you want to bounce to you, Bob? Bounce to Bob. Go ahead, Bob. We're bouncing to Bob. So, so I was uh, watching a little bit of a special on Jim Thorpe. Mm. He wasn't born in Pennsylvania. <laughs> no. So he was born in Oklahoma. Yep. And he went to the Carlisle Indian School. Which is in Pennsylvania. No, no. This yeah. one's in Oklahoma. Oh, that one's Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So... These guys were practicing. He was standing on a field and he was watching the jumpers and all. And they had nice shorts and shirts and they were on the team and they were practicing the jumps and all the different athletic events. So they were taking a break. So he strolls across the field and he starts accelerating and goes over to post like the high jump, like, like three feet higher than anybody ever did it. Wow. So coaching in the, on the side and he saw this was pop warner you heard pop warner football sure so he's coaching the football team so he wants to go over and talk to him said you ever played sports football or anything no hmm. so pop warner says here take this ball he hands him the football you know and um he basically explains you know i want you to get through these guys before and don't let any of them tackle you if you can. Mm -hmm. So, I think the first three he made them miss, and then uh, seven more were out there and they were trying to form a wedge, and he blasts right through them mm. and runs the ball down to the goalpost, and um, this guy takes him under his wing, this Bob Warner, and gets him involved in track and field and. And these different events, and he goes to Sweden in the Olympics, 
and he wins two gold medals, one in in decathlon, one in pentathlon. I don't know even what pentathlon is. Do you, do you know? I don't. I know decathlon's a, like a three to jump, the high jump, some track and some other thing. Pentathlon is made up of, uh, it's a standing long jump, discus throw, uh, javelin throw, 192 meter run, and then Greco-Roman wrestling as well. Yeah. Wow. So they said. That's a lot to do. They said he did. That's a mouthful. (laughs) He came in first in all them, and then he he came in second in the javelin because he threw it from a standing position. Mm. He didn't get the running start. (laughs) He didn't know he he could have a running start. Wow. uh, That's crazy. And then when it came time the next day for the track and field event, somebody had stole his running shoes. Mm. So him and the coach, he didn't know what he was going to do. And him and the coach went and um, looked in some of the trash cans and he found sneakers. (laughs) But they were two different sneakers. And one was too big, so he had to wear extra socks. But he ran out and and he ran that event and won it. Wow. Wow. so, I mean, I don't know that he influenced society, but he played, he ended up going and playing professional football and professional baseball. And um, later after the Olympics, they stripped him of his medals because somebody paid him well, they found to play out that baseball. He, for, he was playing amateur ball down south. He played baseball, yeah. And his, his comment to that was, you know, I was a young Indian boy that – you know, someone had offered me money because I had no idea of the implications that that would have had in a, you know, to yeah. play in the, because I, I really didn't know that a writer actually dug in and found that. I, I don't know if it was a New York times or whatever, but then he questioned on him. He's like, look, I just, that was an innocent mistake. And here's the problem with that. In the Olympics, they have six weeks to complain and bring that up. Okay. If they, if they want to five weeks, and six months six later, days? it was six know. months later. And so they Six should have never later. pulled those by Olympic rules. They screwed him over because they should have made their complaint in six weeks, which they did not. And they took over six months to do it. And they still took them back. 30 years after his death, they found, oh, I don't steal your they, thunder. Yeah, they re- They gave it back They to gave him back. When did yeah. he, when did he pass away? It. 53. Okay. He was born in 1887. Yeah. But, uh, you know, he lived, <clears throat> when he retired from sports, it was 1922 and the depression came. And, uh, you know, he became an alcoholic from what I under, from what this yeah. was saying. And, uh, oh, that's cool. But not cool. He became I, I don't no. know. I he don't had a tough know life. That. Yeah. Yeah. He had I, a don't, tough life. I don't know how he influenced society, but, but, the, you know. Yeah. No, the, I, the way I look at it is. He came from some of, he, talking he, about overcoming adversity. He came from, you yeah. know, uh, like very meager means. Okay. So he battled. First of all, he entered the white man's world. You know, trying to be well. They said he was what? What is uh He was part Indian, but Sack. he was also, yeah. They said he was the S A Sac slash Fox tribe in Oklahoma. Yeah, yes, um, but I mean, you have that waning against you. Uh, what if you're not fully educated? You're trying to make a way through life. So he had sports for him, and when sports were taken away from him, we I think he was like 40 years old, and he was playing for a team in. Uh, in Ohio, and then they played against uh, the Cardinals, and they and at forty years old, they're like, oh, he's muscle bound. Yeah. He lost it. He he, he doesn't have anymore. Well, nothing happened. Once you took sports away from him, he didn't know what to do. And they said, if you'd have followed him by then, he was digging, digging ditches. Mm-hmm. He was doing like you know, like layman's work, big time. But a lot of different careers, he was trying out 
Then, unfortunately and sadly, alcohol, alcoholism uh, crept in a bit. But one little saving grace was the movie uh, by Burt Lancaster, Jim Thorpe. So I would imagine he got a little bit from that. I hope he got some royalties from that, yeah. I, I think that's a tough life. And, and, you know, so there you are. You're born into a certain a situation. Somebody identifies your, a skill that you may not know that you even have. And then you embrace that. And thank God, we, here's a great example of what we can look at him is we all need help sometimes. Sure. We all need to accept the help. I think it's harder for most people to do. I know it's something I always needed to work on. People told me, dude, you're great at like, you know, wanting to do things for other, but you don't let anybody do anything for you. So aren't you stealing that, that good feeling from other people by not allowing them to help you? I got it. Check. I work feeling on that. Stealer. Feeling stealer. It's me. Hmm. Um, but the there stealer. you go with him. Big old tough guy. Nobody, you know, he doesn't need anything from right. anyone. He doesn't need help. Look at him. He's muscle and man. Pop Warner comes out and takes this guy under his wing. And shows him how to embrace the natural gifts that he was given. So there's a story right there as far as I'm concerned. So sure. that's, that's something that you look forward to and uh, embrace that. Yeah, cool. It's kind of like a customado with uh, Mike Tyson. Exactly right. He did, yeah. Yeah. You know, he, Mike's right off the street, raw sure. as heck. You can't, he, he, he was once somebody I thought about talking about. Um, but you can. Like, kind of sure quick, quickly segue into him. He was Mike was a thug on the street. And he'd tell you that. And he you know, changed and, his and ways. He, he respected Cuss yes. big time. And then well, he lost him. Mike lost his way after Custom. He did. He did. He lost, yeah. He yeah. lost his way. And I'll tell you that and, now. And, and, you know, and now that, he, hindsight being 20. Don King ravaged him. Yeah. He used, he used mm. uh, the race card. He played the race card. Sure. Card. Sure he did. But he stole a lot of money from him. Sure he did. <laughs> Tyson was a beast, man. <laughs> Talk about changing the way like he's just coming. And he's wearing no socks, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> no socks, really? That's it. <laughs> He's going to destroy people. And here he is in his no socks. Dude, That's the dude biggest thing. Was, I, all I can tell you something, I was one foot from him. You said that. He wasn't looking at me. He was <laughs> at my wife. You said that. Hold on one second. Hello. I'm getting in the shower. No problem. Have a nice oh, shower. Already. Does I'm anybody, a, does anybody okay. need to go? Okay. I'm okay. That's very polite of you. Did you have to bring you. shower gifts? That was, yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, he yeah. was, I mean, he was, uh, Mike was a, a big little guy. Yeah. Because he wasn't a big, big guy. Yeah. And they, they say, oh, as soon as he gets against a, a big, big guy, he's going to get destroyed. And he destroyed he's some of these just big bugs. Bone Crusher Smith. Just and there was a... I never forget that. Wasn't it Razor Ruddick? The, 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 uh, Razor Ruddick, yeah. He, he, he just ate yeah. up these guys. He says, <laughs> the guy who was interviewing him after the Bone Crusher Smith fight, and he goes, when did you know you had him? He says, that the fourth crown... I heard him whimpering. He goes, <laughs> whimpering? He listens yeah, to yeah. the show, by the way. Yeah, Bob. you know, like a, like a woman. Mike? Sort of, like a, you know. Mike, it's not me, it's Bob. No, but it's just with respect. It is, absolutely. This is with respect. Because there you go, there's another, imagine that. Imagine growing up with a speech impediment being him. It's probably something that he was self-conscious of. He had to be. Sure. He, you know? I read a book called Fire and Fury. You, you, you know, and it was Mike, the book about Mike Tyson. And he was always getting in trouble. And then, and, and when he was 13, they finally had enough of him. They were going to put him in his home. And he said, he was really scared. And then when they put him in there, all the guys in there, hey, Tyson, what are you doing here? So it was like, it was like just being in school with. But it's around. That's cool. <laughs> all right. I mean, and he made real fast. I mean, yeah, yeah. he had a character on The Simpsons, uh, 
was, you know, based around him. His yeah. name was Dredrick Tatum. <laughs> but it was Mike Tyson. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, was, I, I'll tell you, you know, when people trashed him, I just really admired him. I uh, just, yeah. I looked at the way, what I looked at him was, there's a kid from the street, lost his way. Then you had somebody, again, here's another, like the, like Pop Warner. You had Gus, Gus Amato take him under his wing, show him his strengths. Yes, you lose him, you lose him, but... Just because somebody influences us and they leave in our lives doesn't mean they're not still within us. Right. And, and we, he had a setback well, with it. Sure. And, and yeah. But then he marries his lady. He, he, you know, he's, he's struggling for money at the time. He marries a woman and, and she puts together a one-man show. I don't know if you've ever seen it. For mm-hmm. him, and, yeah. he, and he was doing it on Broadway. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. I do it, it was that. really, and then it, it turned into an HBO special. And yeah. it, but it was really. I like Mike. Cool I do too. Watch. I mean, yeah. I think most people do. So yeah. Mike, if you listen, most people really like you. I know he listens. <laughs> yeah, from our connection through Top Rank Box, and I think he listens. <laughs> Hi, Mike. You're welcome on the show anytime. You want to come on? <laughs> Oh, that was Bob again. That, 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 was, that was not Bink. Bob. That Dwayne Wobbing Gibbons. That's area. Mess me all. Oh, we can't. I got a quick touch on Roger yeah. Staubach. Okay, go ahead. Captain America. Captain Comeback. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he was. I think he was the first guy to win the Heisman Trophy and then a Super Bowl. There have since been others. But, I mean, he he, he won the Heisman and then he uh, he was, like, drafted – I forget what the two leagues were at the time, but like in the 10th round and the 11th round by the other league. But he said, I'm going to fulfill my contract with the government first. US, and he was a Naval Academy? Navy, yeah. Yep. So he went in the Navy. So really, he, he he would have got drafted and played in 64. Didn't wind up playing until 69. Hmm. And he wasn't even like sure that, you know, uh, Tom Landry was going to make him the starter. He kept playing this kind of like, uh, mm-hmm. kind of like Jimmy Johnson did with Steve Walsh and Troy Aikman, except uh, I don't. No offense, Troy. I don't think he could compete with Roger the Dodger. And, and Roger also class act, class like act, like just a really Christian, nice guy. He coined, he coined the term "Hail Mary." <laughs> He's the go. one who came up yeah. with that. By the way, whatever happened to talking about class act? Whatever happened to good sportsmanship? Is that a lost? Thing. I think it got lost with Barry Sanders. When Barry Sanders retired, I think good sport. Because Barry Sanders would score a touchdown and, and walk and hand the ball yeah. to the ref. Yeah. Even guys would help other dudes up off the ground. They'd have to. No, yeah, I still see that sometimes. I, I, I do see that sometimes yeah. from the other team. Sometimes not as much as I used to. Like last night, uh, uh, Colorado beats the uh, the Lightning. That was a good game. It was a good game. But at the very end... Uh, what's the guy's name? Gosh, I can't remember. Uh, he's a heavy. He's a he's a big guy for uh, the, the the lightning. Well, he, what the first thing he did was skated over to the referees and shook their hands. Hmm. I mean, like out of all the discrepancies in that series, even last night, that theoretically yeah, one of could the coaches have, I saw him in the first intermission was complaining it, to the refs. It's just, I didn't see about what. Just to me, <clears throat> you know, could have changed the the future the, the, the whole series, sure. right? And yet he still goes over and he shakes the referee's hand. They're only they're only human, you know. What I mean, what do you do with this? I agree with you. I'm only you, you don't see it that often. You see what you see is parents acting like animals on the sidelines, screaming at the coaches, screaming at the referees, going out and fighting when the kids emulating that. No, man. I mean, you know. I, well, the other thing too. I mean, you you watch hockey, and uh, and I know Bryce Harper's out with a broken thumb. Okay, 
I'm looking at the bench on both benches last night. Dudes, it looks like they got a bro- broken orbital socket. Oh, yeah. He's still playing. Yeah. One guy's got stitches across his face uh, and a big black eye. You know. He's still playing. You know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You oh, don't yeah. need your head in hockey, eh? Come on. <laughs> These guys are getting out there. They're giving it their all. Oh, yeah. Giving it oh, their yeah. all. It's oh, crazy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm like, these guys well, are nuts. You know, like, I forget who it was that had the broken leg. <clears> I'll, <throat> I'll finish this. I'll finish this period first. Imagine that. No, no like, other, you're not, no, no, no other, other sports, sports do that. No you're burping the way. direction of a soccer player. And I'm a, I'm a football fan. I'm a soccer fan. You know, we're, uh, you know, we're Champions League. And don't you, you get know, like a yellow card for that? You, you, you burp in someone's you direction. You burp that in. Get off you, the field. It hurts yellow you. Card. It hurts your feelings, and you roll on this pitch. For like ten time, you know. Come on, man. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah. So, uh, uh, so what we're going to try to do is keep this going here. Um, I just wrote down a bunch, and we'll talk, and I'll do some stats about them, and we can just comment quickly and then uh, move on. Move on. Okay. So I have um, uh, one that I that came to mind right away. Well, two. Uh, Jesse Owens and Jackie Robinson. Jesse Owens for the fact that uh, five gold medals, uh, you know, in the Olympics. Upstaging Hitler and the yeah. and the yep. Aryan race yep. and Hitler yeah. complaining that the United States was putting an African in you know on the field against his in Aryan face, superior Hitler. in your and, face and Jesse and be in the picture. There's a classic picture if anybody Google's it of Jesse Owens standing there you know saluting the American flag. Yeah, I did see that. And before. next I to him is this Aryan you know Hitler guy doing the old. You know, Hal Hitler, Hitler. Yeah. like just wow. And not only that, being a minority, just going out there and just taking that on. So, uh, yeah, Hitler, like a total awesome. Jackie Robinson, first uh, black player to play in the MLB, Major League Baseball, um, which simultaneously there was a, a negative because with him opening the gates, for black players to come into the Major League Baseball, it kind of ended the era of the Negro League, which was a black-owned business, very mm-hmm. successful black-owned business, by the way. So, I mean, so I don't. I wanted to tell you that. Yeah, Darby had yep the Negro League championship team called the Hilldale Daisies. No kidding. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. And where did they play? Up, up there, Cricket Field, I think. I thought they played. I thought there was a a stadium where Acme is right across from Holy Cross. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Think there, think there That's was what just, I meant. Up okay, that way. Yeah, right across from it's kind of like on a Darby Yaden border right that's there. Great yeah. Yeah, uh, that's there, great and history. Yeah, and if you look at the parking lot, it's still shaped. Like you can see how no it's shaped like like there would be a stadium. I wonder if people even realize the history that they're like they're just going through that parking lot. That's like the kind of stuff I'm I mean, if like, you're from Darby, you know you would know. I mean yeah. Not yeah, it's crazy. but it's in the book. I mean there's a it's book. crazy cool. Like, very yeah, cool. I can yeah, picture. I'd love to cool. go back in time and see the. Now I, I never yeah. knew that. I'm going to go to that parking lot and check that out. But mm. what, what history? What incredible! Yeah. Now it's a very good thing that he opened the doors. But uh, for folks that aren't familiar with his story, I highly recommend the movie Forty Two. Mm. Uh, <laughs> it's just horrible that what he went through him and his <clears> wife. And uh, yeah, you got to see that. But Jackie Robinson's on there. Of course, uh, you know you're dealing with racism our entire lives with all this. Uh, you know. People not yeah. accepting other people for their skin color. Schmaling, right. Schmaling and Lewis. That was another boxer that Hitler put up. Oh, okay. One of his Max Schmaling. Max, was Max Schmaling. Okay. Tell Lewis, yeah, took him uh, out. Okay, so after this, I have Ted Williams, nineteen-time uh, All-Star, thirty-nine combat missions in World War II and Korean War. Hmm. Um, guys like that just. You don't hear about that type of stuff anymore. Uh, I'm going to blast through some of these, and this is a good one. You remember this name, Jim Abbott? Anybody remember Jim Abbott? Jim Abbott, the California, one arm, yep. one arm, California right? Angels yeah. pitcher, 
He wins 87 games, and he does that because he's born, well, not because of, while being born without a right hand. I mean, really? Yeah, he pitched with that his left hand, and, right? And, and then he flipped threw the glove. glove on. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> Crazy. Um, I threw something local in here because I, I just think it was uh, impressive. Again, little the underdog type of story. Vince Papali. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yeah. Uh, believe, was he not uh, right about a mile from here? Uh, a, was he not teaching he, he, in Interboro? Yeah. 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 So he, and then he's a bartender in Philadelphia, and the movie's Invincible. If he, you want to check that out, yeah. He, he he managed the Fall Girl Swim Club for a little while. No kidding. Okay, <laughs> no. I didn't know he was down there, but uh, <laughs> I knew that he was. Uh, uh, my my ex brother in law's father was a teacher at Interboro High School, and I pretty certain that he had mentioned that Vince was there. But Vince Papali, if you're not sure who we're talking about, if you uh, watch the movie Invincible, uh, Vince in 1976. Uh, they put out a call for uh, who wants to try a walk-ons for the Philadelphia Eagles NFL football team. And he was the one guy that made it. Um, but there's an underdog story there that like, just because someone doubts you dig deep, okay, dig deep and, and believe in yourself and try because, you know, at the end of the game, when you're looking in the mirror, at least you could say, Hey man, I gave it all I got. I it tried. didn't work out. Yeah, didn't I work tried. out. Yep. Um, uh, hats off to me, ham, 158 international goals. And a great young role model for for young ladies, you know. So, uh, yeah, I'm thinking the other girl. Yeah, I'm yeah, thinking yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Carly Lloyd. Well. Yeah, well, another one, you know. But it's nice to see um, these good role models for young ladies these days. I think there's not many out there, or not many of them get the attention that they deserve. Yeah, I, don't, I, I think, think there's many of them out there. Yeah, now. I got Pat Tillman down here. He turns down the three point six million to enlist in the army. Yeah, um, patriotism extraordinaire. How I said he that. he's top of the heap to me. I like this one. This is an interesting one. Talk about barriers to overcome. Catherine Schweitzer. Anybody know that name? I don't. Catherine Schweitzer, nineteen sixty seven. She enters the Boston Marathon as K V Schweitzer. Now, why does she do that? Because that race is predominantly an all male tradition, right? So she goes in as K V Schweitzer. The race manager, Jock Semple, he sees her and he charges her, trying to take her number off her chest. But Catherine's boyfriend, who's a big dude, is running next to her and he jacks that dude up. Way to go. Away. Yeah. So she finishes the race and she ha- she to took go. the time yeah. to look into the Boston Marathon paperwork and rules. And there was nothing in there that said a woman could not participate. So being a father of hmm. women, having sisters, I'm all about the girl sure. power out there. Me too, baby. And, uh, yeah, Me too. So you, you all have Was it the here, New so. York or Boston Marathon where the lady <laughs> took a train? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess, I guess. <laughs> and got that. to the finish line. Yeah. Right? She got pinched after the fact. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Gotta love yeah. it. Here's something hey, that, she tried. Yeah. <laughs> she, she had to look in the mirror and say, hey, I tried. You, you can't win by cheating. Try, try again. Really? No. Uh, here's one. It's kind of like, a, it, it sounds simple, but yet talk about a major wall to overcome. Ronda Rousey, right? Dana White says, I'll never have a woman yeah, fight for and, the and, MMA. And I, and I watched some under uh, leagues. Mm-hmm. Fighting league, yeah. and I would watch the women fight sometimes, yeah. and I would say these girls, yeah. kick ass. I yeah. mean, they they're, they're not up there, you know. I mean, I wouldn't step in the ring with no. them. No way. I'm well, two hundred so, pounds. I wouldn't get yeah. in the ring with so, them. So uh, Dana White says that uh, no women, you know, going to be fighting in the MMA. That's in 2011. He says that. That's a mistake. 20, 2012. He signs her. Oh yeah. <laughs> so good for her, Ronda Rousey, and then you know nothing but hustle. 
Nothing but hustle, sure. love, dedication. There you go. Talk about another barrier. It's a huge wall sitting in front of you. You can't do something you love just because some, you're sex that you are. Like, seriously? You know, knock it down. The girl she had it. a famous uncle, Gino Jean LaBelle. Have you ever heard of him? Ah, no. He, he was an Olympic winner, uh, and, and he did some, uh, like, WWE Type wrestling. Well, that's so. what she's into now. She pulled that, that right? into. She's in like oh, the WWE her. or something like that. Yeah. All right. Where you know what? You still get hurt. Oh heck yeah! I heard uh, Ric Flair was interviewed on a local sports radio show. I don't think can I say the name of the guy? Why not? Yeah. It was Howard Eskin. He was talking to him. Okay. And he was like, "Yeah, you know, it's all staged. Yeah, we know, yeah. but guess what? I've broken every bone. No kidding. Yeah. He he said if I named it, we'd be on the air till tomorrow morning. No kidding. Named all the yeah, bones. They get hurt. They, they no, get hurt like yeah. crazy. Yeah. You, you can't <laughs> not get hurt doing what they're doing. And I have I like have that. a buddy, a lifelong friend uh-huh. I grew up with, not to get off. Yeah. Uh, my buddy Doc, who who did that, mm-hmm. and Doc was a big boy, looked like Andy Reid. Where did he go to school? Bonner. Uh, Doc, no, I think Doc was Penwood. Okay. All right. Uh, but anyway, yeah, great guy. And for a big boy, he could fly. Okay. I, I, we went to a couple events he did. He's jumped <laughs> off. Awesome. If you saw the size of this guy, the biggest, awesome. the biggest calves I've ever seen on a human. I mean, yeah. no joke, this big, right? And, and, and he would, he, he, he's doing like, a, awesome. he's doing a flip off the top rope. That's he's cool. landed on a guy. Anyway, good. Yeah. Um, here's one that uh, you're a Dallas fan, Michael Sam. So, yeah, he was the first Michael gay, yeah. He, he was, yeah. So he first openly gay NFL player to come out. First came out to his college teammates, drafted by the Rams, and his college teammates embraced him. Seventh round, Cowboys sign him to a practice squad, and he uh, gets seated, and they they bring in an undrafted rookie that takes his place. And he ends up, he never played, and he ends up retired in 2015. Now, his thoughts were... Because of his sexuality is why he never played. But to, to do what he did, that's courageous. Maybe, gotta, and if it, if it was that way. If it shame. was that way, it was a shame, yeah. But uh, to have the courage to come out and say that and do, yeah. you know, in, uh, in the NFL, what's he the Like, so how many players are in the NFL and, like, it's just Michael Sam that's gay? Yeah, right. Come on. <laughs> come on. Like, really? Okay. Sure. He's the only one that had the cojones enough to come out, right? Sure. All right. Ann Meyer Drysdale, first woman to – does anybody know who she is, by the way? Yeah, she was in Beverly Hillbillies. <laughs> Jeez, Mrs. Jack. Chief, Chief, oh Chief, oh Chief, <laughs> got to get the hillbillies back in here. Did you call the clampets, Chief? Yeah. <laughs> it's a wonderful party we'll be having. Uh, oh, Ann Meyer Drysdale. It was not her. Mr. Drysdale. Mrs. Drysdale. Oh, yeah. Jethro, stay out of the cement and did you know? Did you know that Uncle Jed was originally supposed to be the Tin Man? No kidding. Yeah, was, Buddy he, Epson. He was he, supposed to be. He was a dancer, yeah. He was, he was the original Tin Man, but he was allergic to the, yeah. He had a bad reaction to the makeup. No kidding. Yeah. Ah, how about that? Anyway, back yeah, to the Yeah, Ann Myers Drysdale, first woman to sign an NBA contract with the Indiana Pacers in 1979. All that, and she was a banker, too? <laughs> well, one busy I can, woman. I can slam dunk. One busy <laughs> no, woman. She's, how about this? So uh, the Celtics' Bill Russell says about her, one of the best players I've ever seen or excuse me, one of the best players ever, man or woman. Wow. And that's, a, that's saying know, a lot. Bill Russell says. saying significant. Um, here's something interesting that n- no one's going to know. It's the Springbrook rugby team uh, from South Africa. Now, you, we don't follow rugby. I know none of us here are following rugby, but especially in South Africa. Uh, traditionally an all-white team in South mm-hmm. Africa, and we know that they had their problems back with apartheid and such. Um, and this is like the 1990s. So this is a, a predominantly all-white team except for one player on the team. 
So their audience, you know, the fans, all, fan base, all white. Okay, and so uh, at that time, you had Nelson Mandela, who was elected the first president. So what happens is their team captain, Francois Pinon, uh, he rallied his team to support Nelson Mandela, which was kind of unheard of. You know, but they saw that South Africa needed to be healed. And they were in a position during the 1995 Rugby World Cup uh, finals, the game, the championship game. Mandela, after, after the game is over, Mandela walks out on the field with one of these jerseys from that team, the Springbrook rugby team held in his hand. And he walks over to the team and they all shake his hand and applaud him. Hmm. And with that, guess what happens? The entire arena erupts with applause. And they feel as if that was a landmark moment that people accepted Nelson Mandela as the first president of South Africa. And it was huge to heal, help heal a nation. So I just pulled that out there because nice. that is a significant... Uh, achievement. Nice. It wasn't just an individual. Well, kind of was with their captain that he had the, the courage. Yeah. To, to, to do that. is the word of the, the day. Cajones is the word of the day. Um, the common denominator in all of the lives of these athletes is uh, co- overcoming enormous adversity. You know, sure. we all have that in our lives. Um, I know myself and Bob and you, Bink, we all have it. If you want to mention anything that you've went through, you don't have to. But um, that is the common theme behind what we're talking about tonight. We're mentioning people that everybody have, have heard about. But this is something that occurs in everybody's lives. So it's when we're in our homes and we're by ourselves and we think often, like, because we're stuck in our own heads sure. about uh, what was me. And if it's not a what was me, it's like, oh, I'm weird. I'm strange. No one else has these problems. There are how many billions of people on the face of this earth to you to think that you are that unique, that you are not similar to anybody else right. and don't share the same problems as somebody else. It's not, it's ridiculous. Whatever you're experiencing in your life, be it discrimination from your skin color or your sexuality in there or uh, where you came from, financial, socioeconomic, uh, a divide, you're not alone. You know, there's plenty of people like that out there in the world. The ones not that alone. we, huh? Not alone. Not alone. Not and, alone. And I think that's the most important thing where you got to start when you look at your life that say that, you know what? I am not unique in this situation. There have been millions and millions of others through the course of time of man right. that have encountered a heavy adversity, be it sitting at this table right now, health adversities, you know, uh, family adversities. We've all uh, encountered that. And thank God we've found a way, our own way to adapt and just and overcome through that. So uh, if you get anything out of this episode tonight, it's about that. It's about looking at these players. Oh, yes, they all split, they played sports. However, um, it's about the adversity behind them. Um, and if you're going through something that you, you're struggling with, you talk to somebody and you work your way through it. Uh, personally, always helped me. And I'll get into God for a second. Always prayed about it. And sure, you know, always tried sure. to always. just give me some knowledge and help me work my way through my physical adversity, dealing with the heart problem, whatever, or the mental adversity that comes with that. Bob, you know, with your... <clears throat> yeah, a lot. A lot. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, you've overcome a death and the, uh, with your brother. And, yeah. And, um, you know, I had... 28 years ago, I had three... My mother, father, and my younger sibling in a short period of time. I've overcome prostate cancer, cancer, a cancerous tumor on a kidney, and a heart operation. Wow. We're still standing. We're here <laughs> tonight John, to I'm tell you that. Standing. You keep going. We all have uh, the only perfect person is the one you know nothing about. The only perfect family is the one that you know nothing about. We all have similar 
problems. I always say dig deep in your faith or your higher power to help you get through. But uh, I think that this underlying message is you're not alone. And anything that you're going through, always reach out for help to talk to somebody or whatever. Sure. But uh, if you look at all these famous people that we talked to, they all had some serious adversity going on. Sure, and everybody had doubts at some yeah. point, too. you know, and yeah. we all have doubts about, you know, what we're going to be or where we're going to go in our lives or what we're going to accomplish. <coughs> um, Bob and I used to sit around years ago and come up with these uh, different little task that we're going to achieve by the next time we see it. So we're going to do that tonight real quick before we jump into this next episode. we got five minutes. We're doing really well. Um, for me, my little task that I'm going to set down before myself and I'm going to say, how about we give ourselves one month to achieve this? There you go. So something I'm very in. achievable. Um, with the task, folks, if you're, if you're looking at something that you have in your life that you want to achieve, what I highly suggest to you is you take a pencil or a pen on a piece of paper or a sticky note and write it into existence. So me personally, this elusive five pounds <laughs> that I've been chasing for, I don't know, 10, 15 years, we all chase that, you know, and it comes back some reason when you're eating ice cream. I don't understand how that yeah, happens. How's that happen? It's easier just, to bring it back than it yeah. is. Yeah, it's a well, That's what I did. It I started sneaks up on you. Yeah, instead of losing, I said, it's so much easier to gain it. It's almost like you have something now, but it's not a good thing. <laughs> a guy once told me when you lose weight, it starts at like your fingernails and works its way up until <laughs> you finally get to your yes, midsection. That's a good mindset. He goes, what way? When you gain weight, the first place it goes right to your, to your midsection to your fingers, yeah, I guess. So we are at, what's the date today? 27th. All right. So uh, by July 27th, which is very graceful. I'll be down the shore. I will be around. Okay. Well, that's fine, but you better weigh yourself, oh, wherever you are. I weigh myself almost every day. All right. I'm weighing myself. I'll be down five pounds. So. Well, I hope to be down five pounds. It's hard because I was almost 220 when I had my stent put in. Okay. Uh, what? Five years ago? All right. Right. Yeah, mm. uh, and now, I obviously I quit smoking. That's why. Mm. So I went up. So I was about one ninety eight. So now I'm back down to that weight. But okay. I want to try to get down yeah. to about. I get weighed the same time every day. Okay. Where I go, one ninety nine to one. You know. So I want to get down to maybe one ninety three, one ninety four. There you go. And I want to stay there. There you go. That's a good weight for me. There you go, Bob. You got anything uh, that you want to achieve by in one month? Should we make that a group goal, five pounds? You I, want to do that? I want to increase my <laughs> – I work with very light weights after heart surgery. So well, I you wanna, have to. It's I want to increase your cardio. my dumbbell. Okay. What, my cardio has been increased a lot. Okay. So yeah. it's, it's going to be the honor system, weigh yourself in, and then uh, God will know if you're lying. God will know. If you're lying. I'll take a video of me. But yeah, no, you don't, nah, want to you don't want I get, I get on. Nah. I get on a scale negative. Nah, nah. Because that's your true weight. You know, no underwear, yeah, no I do socks. It. I, I weigh in a uh, birthday suit early in the morning first. Yes, yeah, first after, yeah. after I uh, get to the bank, make a deposit. Yeah, deposit. I take yeah. a leak. I take a leak and then I get on the scale. <laughs> yeah, that's Real it. fast, I got a funny story about weight. Some guys I used to work with, they were both a little on the heavy side. So- this one guy who's always stirring the pot, he's always he's like, I bet you can't lose as weight, much weight as he can, Tony. Guy's name was Tony. The other guy was Mike. Great name. So he says, all right, Mike. Now, we're plumbers, so we're around lead all the time. Mm -hmm. So yeah. <laughs> Tony starts. He's got about five pounds of lead in his pockets, and he gets on the scale, and he weighs. all right, in one month's time, we're going to get back on the scale. Well, Tony didn't have to do anything. He just take the lead out of his pockets. <laughs> so... Yeah, the other guy. And then I think they did, they did fess up and tell him after he paid up and spent the money. Eh, okay, that's cool. But he had lead in that's his fine. pockets. So. That, a lot of people drink a ton of water. Like I know way back, I don't know if you remember, people were having like these little group 
challenges. Oh, you know, all weighing together. Yeah. Back when Biggest Loser first kicked on and all that type of stuff, and people were like loading up on water, mm -hmm. like drinking as much as they could. Well, it's 8.33 pounds per gallon, right? Yeah. So, you're, you know, mm -hmm. it's going to add up. So, all right. Anyway, we're going to, uh, hey, thank you for being here tonight. Um, hopefully, you enjoyed the show. A little shorter. Trying to snipe it down just a little bit for you, but uh, he's throwing short jokes around. Hello, you know, <laughs> you caught that? You saw that in there? Yeah. Uh, hey, five eight and a half. So I, hey, I'm, are you five and eight and a half? Five eight and a half. I don't yeah. believe that for yeah. real. Five eight and a half. Then I'm shrinking. Oh, I'm shrinking. I was five nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah real tall. You know, we I do shrink, tall, don't we? Five, I guess yes, we, do we shrink. Do. Man, all right. Yes. Well, anyway. Uh, I want to thank you all for being here and for listening. Um, again, we'd love to hear from you. If you would like to go to the Facebook account of Finding Subjects and sign up, Instagram, check it out, whatever you want to get involved with, you can always send us messages. But hey, first of all, thank you very much for being here, for listening. This is Tony. And I'm Bink. And I'm Bob. And if you have any musical requests for the amazing Kazoo Brothers, please call in. Or text in, or write text it in, in. on uh, yeah. on uh, on the. We're pretty uh, good at kazooing. Yeah, whatever you got, we'll pretty play. Good. It. We'll not only play our good. version of it, then we'll play the real version of it, so you can see how much version our our version is better than the original. That's right. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. <laughs> we're on par. Steve, Steve, we're working on a on a jingle for your business. Yes, total. Yes, we oh, got you know what? Total pest solutions. We didn't do that <laughs> today. Real fast, but, today's uh, pest. We'll do it on the next episode. Throw we'll say hello to everybody, uh, all the businesses. All right, that's it. Thank you very much, folks. Be safe out there. Peace. Be careful. Peace. Peace out. All right.